RadioInfluence.com. What's happening, everybody? How you doing? Got a little bit, a uh, little, 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 little something out of the ordinary today. Why don't we give you two? Remember how, was it Ferguson Jenkins? Now I'm dating myself, if you're younger. Fergie was a tremendous pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. No, 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 it was Ernie Banks. I think it was Ernie Banks that said, let's play two. Back in the day, let's play two. You know when it goes into extra innings of baseball? Free baseball. Let's play two. Doubleheader. Why don't I give you two today? Two different segments. Normally, I will bring on my guests, those that have made it to the top. How did they do it in whatever profession they were in? And then I tell stories on the back end. What's going on in my life? A lot of behind the scenes. I'm out in the field covering the Bucks and the Rays and the Lightning. Not as much the Lightning this year, but out in the field. And I like to give you a little behind the scenes stories and a little entertainment and maybe some stories in the past and that type of thing. Well, today I'm going to do a guest. And then also they call it a walk and talk. It's live to tape. Basically, I was out at Tropicana Field. And my friends, the Pat and Aaron show on WDAE Radio in Tampa, were both throwing out a dual first pitch. And so they talked it up so big. They did a great job promoting this thing. They did a fantastic job, did a lot of time, how nervous they were, what were they going to do, all this and that. They had a guest or two in, and it was just, it was very, very good. So I said, you know what? That day... I said, I, I, I got to go out there. Maybe, maybe, you know what? I know this is audio only right now, but maybe I'll just do a little play-by-play, blow-by-blow of their first pitch, get them before and after, maybe a family member or two. Have a little bit of fun. Let me just see how it goes. What the heck? Wasn't sure if I was going to use it, but I'm using it. It was good. It was good. The YouTube, uh, the, there's a YouTube version of it, Pat and Aaron Show. Pat and Aaron show in Tampa. But let me get to my guest first. He's a former Major League Baseball player, and he also played in the KBL League for the NC Dinos. He was, uh, for a very short stint, I think he signed, yes, he signed in the Mexican League. And this is after being a Major League player, so that's hard. You already have been to the show You've been treated, wined, and dined. Everything is first class. And now you're playing in a league that's good, still good, but it's not the major leagues. And I give him a lot of credit. My guest is Xavier Scruggs. What a nice young man. Young. He's young to me. He's only 35 years old. He's also a broadcaster, and he's just moving up the ladder. And he's very appreciative. He's humble, well-spoken gentleman just really really nice i had not really met him until this podcast and couldn't have been nicer as has been the case for just about every guest that i've had so without further ado how did he make it to the big leagues how did he make it to the show what about after he was done at an early age in the show and how did he do it and how did he make it to the top in broadcasting So without further ado, here we go. Here we go. Xavier Scruggs. 
All right, I am with former player and just media superstar, Xavier Scruggs. You're looking good. You got the smile. Congratulations on all your success. Hey, thank you very much. I've been in, enjoying every bit of it, man. Just any way you can kind of stay involved with the game and be able to talk with these guys and continue to give a different perspective on the game is, is what I enjoy. Did you think when you were playing that you would be a broadcaster? Honestly. Yeah, no, I had no idea. I obviously had an idea that I liked the media side of things and, and guy telling guys stories and learning about players, but I had no idea that I'd be doing radio or doing anything in front of a TV, but um, I'm still learning, and that's the cool thing is I feel like I'm still learning the process and still learning kind of the whole production of things, and I think that's what keeps me hungry. Do you think it also helps because you're young? It's not that long ago since you were a player. Honestly, maybe maybe to you it is, but it isn't to me. And there's a lot of guys in the media that are older. Do you think that kind of helps you, though? Yeah, I think it, it helps me personally. I don't know about anybody else my age, but I think it helps me just because I feel like I'm still out there sometimes and, and going through the motions with some of these guys when I watch guys at certain positions or watch certain pitchers or catchers, whatever it may be, I feel like I'm actually out there. And I think that helps me explain things in more detail and, and from my perspective I've been in those shoes so I'm, I'm excited about talking about it. Now when you were a player you were drafted I believe out of high school and decided not to sign go to UNLV that's you know that's something that says something because a lot of guys when you're playing in high school be, oh I got drafted oh my god I want to oh my god I'm gonna go no I'm not gonna go what made you at that time say no 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 I think I'll go to college yeah I think it was just important all throughout my years in high school just the the priority of being able to get an education that was something that was always kind of stressed um, with our family with my parents um, so I'm blessed in that sense to have that kind of foundation and that was something that was extremely important to me so so whether or not I was going to get drafted, I was going to go to college. I was going to try to get an opportunity to get drafted again. And I think that motivated me more, too, after I was drafted out of high school to know, OK, let me give myself three good years. and I should have another opportunity to get drafted again. How hard is it to make it to the show? Because in other sports, look, if you're really good in football and you get drafted, you're going to play next year. Baseball, it's many years and making it up through the minors. How hard is it? Yeah, it's tough. It's extremely it's extremely tough. It can be frustrating at times going through the minor leagues and trying to figure out, okay, it, do I have what it takes to get to the next level? And But I think those are the same challenges that you look forward to when you are drafted, right? You understand that baseball is going to be a, a ladder trying to get to the top. Um, so I think being able to go through those challenges ultimately helped me in the long run and even after playing baseball. I love this story. I love asking, what was it like the day you got the call? Or was it your manager calling you, telling you? Please, please, I love this. Yeah, no, it was, I remember specifically, I was in AAA Memphis playing a playoff game against the against Omaha Storm Chasers. My manager, Pop Warner, at the time, he's the third base coach for the St. Louis Cardinals now, had called me into the office and, and the farm director as well. And they said, um, 
you're you're going to the you're going to Milwaukee, and I was kind of confused for a second. I was like, Milwaukee? What did I get traded or something? And, the, and then I made it click for a second that I was going to the show, and immediately got the chills. Immediately, you know, got emotional. Um, went and called my dad first thing and first and foremost because he was he was the guy that was always there pushing me and 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 trying to get me to do the right things, and then as well as my mom. And so just being able to hear those those words of you're going to the big leagues one of the best feelings you could ever have and the first game and being out there in a major league field what was that like the first at bat is your heart racing yeah actually my, my heart was okay at the time but it was more so of just kind of trying to soak it all in because I knew that you know I, I didn't want the moment to be too big for me so I tried to look around try to see you know I was in Milwaukee so try to look around the stadium and try to see okay I'm here. I've I finally arrived to one of my goals that I've been working for for such a long period of time. And then ultimately I had guys in my corner that helped me out a lot too. Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, uh, Matt Holliday, those guys were able to kind of take me in and, and kind of show me the ropes and, and kind of settle me down a little bit. Now, also very interesting, you played in a lot of different countries. You were in the KBO League, you played in Mexico. What were just, can you give me one or two, man, just experiences and how different that was? Yeah, no, Korea, first and foremost, was an experience on its own because that's a that's a country in, you know, when you talk about Mexico or Dominican, you have an understanding of maybe the alphabet a little bit. So you could put some words together in Spanish. But in Korea, obviously, it's all characters. So the main shock for me was not being able to read anything, not street signs, stores, restaurants. I didn't know if it was a difference between a store and a restaurant, a medical facility whatever it may be so that was the main shock and then being able to have a translator that was somebody I extremely leaned on obviously because I wouldn't know what it what what I'm listening to or what I'm what I'm trying to say so having a translator was something extremely important for me and my family my wife was out there we had our first son was born out there in Korea so an amazing experience and it'll be something that we always remember and food food was that did that take an adjustment to yeah. I'm a big Korean food guy I love Korean barbecue so that wasn't an issue but it was it was more of an issue trying to find out, okay, where's the restaurant that I need to go to to get a certain type of food? So that was something that I went through. And then just real quickly on broadcasting, you've started right away. I mean, you're on ESPN, right? So you're not starting like small. You're on the big stage and you've been doing a lot since. I know a podcast. There's a lot of things that you're doing right now. What Where was everything that you're doing right now? Uh, just uh, ESPN, MLB Network Radio, MLB Network, and just enjoying, you know, being able to talk about baseball. That's the, the biggest thing for me. Last one. Best advice to someone young. You made it to the big leagues. You're also making it to the top in broadcasting. What is the best advice you can give to someone that's young? Yeah, try to separate yourself. Try to show something different and unique um, that is that most people are not doing and use that and, and rise to the top. Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right. That was really cool with Xavier. I mean, I, I love the stories when you're in a different country and trying to play baseball. And he's just a good, good guy. And when you have a good guy like that, I just wish him just so much success in broadcasting. I know he's going to crush it. All right. Now, this is something a little bit different. I'm going to give you a little bonus. Pat Donovan and Aaron Jacobson from the Pat and Aaron Show on WDAE in Tampa. They do mornings. They're throwing out the first pitch at Tropicana Field. So 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, you'll be able to see the video. Just go on YouTube, Pat and Aaron show, and you'll see that. And they've been they've been scheming up to try to do something. All right, boys. Now you're on the Rock Stop Share podcast. Uh, what's the strategy? What is the strategy? Is this a duel? Is it a duel? What's your strategy? We're doing it at the same time. My strategy is just don't throw it into the dirt and uh, laugh at Aaron if he does because he is so nervous. It's hilarious. I think to ease the nerves, I'm going to do the wander flip. Uh, the wander flip. That's an exclusive. I feel like we're, this is right before we go on. Rock, I think I'm going to do it. We'll, we'll catch up afterwards if I actually do it. Rock, do you think it's inappropriate for Aaron to do the Wander flip after being so critical of Wander for doing that flip himself? No, it's very it's appropriate. It's 2023. Anything goes. That's fine. No one has to be held accountable. No, 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 no. So I wish you luck. Are you nervous? Are you nervous? I can't lie. I'm a little nervous. I don't know why. I am, yes. Are you nervous? I'm not. I'm a rock. Rock. All right, guys. Well, listen, man. Best love of luck. Rock. All right. We'll see we you afterwards. All right. Your father's videotaping, you know, <laughs> Jake Jacobson. Okay. So, yeah. So that's the deal. It's kind of cool, man. Now we're going to see, we're going to see how these do, how these guys do. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So now the guys, they're waving to the crowd, Pat Donovan and Aaron Jacobson, ceremonial first pitch. They're both nervous. They talk so much shit on the radio about this and they're going to go out one's going to throw to raymond one's going to throw to uh dj kitty they're side by side jacobson throws a good one little high and pat donovan's was right to dj kitty it was actually a good ceremonial first pitch it's not too bad they're now fist bumping each other uh aaron's mom dad uh pat donovan's Wife is here. They're taking video of it. Jay Retcher and uh, John Mamola from the radio station are also here. Now they're getting hugs. Let's see it. Let, let's see it. What they really thought of it. You know, it's going to be kind of cool. We'll get them. We'll get them off the field. It it can be nerve wracking. I threw a first pitch one year and bounced it, and I was pitching in a men's league weekly. And if you don't get a warm-up, man, it can it can screw you up. But it's kind of cool. You can see how how uh, how and they're all smiles, and it's really really neat. So what we're gonna do is I, I got to talk to these guys as soon as we uh, get off the field. This is a day game today here at Tropicana Field. For those of you that aren't aware, you know it's a dome, but it's always 72 degrees and it's always air conditioned. And being in Florida. You cannot beat it. Like, I'm feeling the air right now. It's really, really comfortable, and it's really, really neat. So what I'm going to do is I, I want to interview them, but I want to get them over here in the tunnel when they come out because we're about five minutes from the real first pitch. So I don't want to, you know, be in the way. I'll tell you what, man. There's something about a live event, whether you're at baseball, whether you're at NFL, whether you're at NHL, NBA, heck, if you're at minor league baseball, you know, there's just, and when I see kids and they got the smiles on their faces, kids love a live event. They really, really do. So Pat and Aaron are still taking some pictures. I thought they'd be kicking these guys off. Oh, it's going to be the national anthem. All right. 
Hold on, hold on for the national anthem. All right, John Mamola, the boss. How did, how did they do? Uh, Pat did great. Really impressed with the form. Really impressed with the angle. Aaron, terrible. 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 May never do it again. All right, that's a little harsh. I mean, it was high, but it was it was catchable. Maybe maybe I don't, I I I think the mascot just wasn't ready for it. This is why you're my best friend, Rock. It was high. It was catchable. And what's the one thing everyone says? Don't throw in the dirt. Do not bounce it. Did I bounce it, Rock? No, you did not. I did not bounce it. That's a win for me. I'm happy. I did the wander, too. Did you see I did the wander? You did. How was your shoulder? You threw it with heat. We didn't have the radar gun ready. It looked like it was probably about 87 miles an hour to me. Raymond wasn't ready for the heat. I did a little crow hop, and that probably threw him off as well. I thought it was more 88, but I'll trust your judgment on 87. Yeah. And overall, was it a great experience? It was awesome. Pat and I were in sync on our jump over the line. We drove the people with the Rays crazy. They're the best. We probably won't be asked back. I wouldn't ask us back. Greatest organization ever. But uh, yeah, it was a mo it was a moment I'll remember forever. Congrats. No booze, no booze Rock. No booze. No booze. No, no nothing. No nothing. <laughs> Good job, my man. Thank you. Hey, Dad. Dad, Jake. Jake yes, Jacobson Rock. is the dad, the father of your son that threw out the first pitch. What did you think? Well, I was a little disappointed. We warmed up before the game. He was thrown beautifully right down the pipe, and then he goes up there and throws. You know, you said he didn't bounce it. When it went over the head of uh, Raymond or whoever was trying to catch it, then it bounced. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what? I thought Honestly, I thought it was just a high fastball. It was, it was a, definitely a catchable ball, but I expected one right down the pipe. Are you proud of your son? Always. No matter what he does, I am proud of him. Awesome. He's phenomenal, and it's just great to see you too as, as well, Rock. You got it. Thanks, Jake. Where's your partner at? Did he, he's somewhere? He's out? He's embarrassed. Oh, he's embarrassed. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks. See you guys. I don't know where he went. I'm looking for Pat Donovan. I don't see him, so you know what? We're not going to be able to, to get his take on how he did. You know what? It's a fun day at the ballpark, man. We had a good time. And uh, there you go. Oh, here's Pat. Here's Pat. Here's Pat. I couldn't stop without getting you. So no what, did you, what did you think? Sometimes, you know, you have a game like that, and you, just, you, can't, you can't discuss it with the media. No comment. No. Now, every pitcher, every pitcher stays at the locker. And I thought you threw a very nice ball. Were you happy with how you threw? I, I threw the ball really well before my pitch, and then I got my pitch, and, you know, it was, it was low. And I feel like I put Kitty in a bad spot trying to catch it, and it wasn't fair to Kitty. Were you watching your partner to the side with peripheral vision, or were you just concentrating on the target? I was waiting for some kind of cue that I was supposed to pitch, and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to. Then I looked over, and he was pitching, and I said, uh-oh, and I just chucked it. In all the things, it could have been worse. No, I thought it was good. In all the things that you've done, how honestly, how nerve-wracking? How much time did you think about this? This is absolutely nothing. Let's not forget, I filled in for Paul Porter once and and and, and yelled out the famous words, number seventeen, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, and, and after that, nothing is embarrassing, Rock. <laughs> well, listen, congratulations on it. I love you. You know, I actually forgot that Pat. Thank you, boys. You did a good job. You did a good job. You did a good job. I know, because it's only one pitch. You don't get to do it over. And it's scrutinized. You know, it's like when you're pitching in a game, if your first pitch is bad, it's high and outside a ball, here's your next pitch. You know what I'm saying? But with the first pitch, it's only one pitch. That's it. That is it. And it's on video. There's been some bad first pitches. 
One of them was Baba Booey from Howard Stern. Are any of you guys familiar with the Howard Stern show? His name is Robert Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey. <laughs> He's been a long time. Gary Labate, the longtime producer. I was a huge fan of Howard Stern. Huge. I grew up in Jersey. I listened to him back in the days on WNBC. He used to mock out this soupy sales. And then you know, he mocked out everybody. He was a shock jock. He was good. He was good. He was very good. He was entertaining. He had the whack pack. He was fantastic. He was on K-Rock. Then he went to Sirius Satellite Radio. I got Sirius Satellite Radio because of Howard. And the Bubba the Love Sponge Show out of Tampa. I followed Bubba and those guys. So I used to watch, listen to them in Afternoon Drive. It was great. I was working at Bay News 9 at the time, and I loved it. But then when he just got into the... It was too, he just, uh, just, I just, uh, sometimes shows, they run its course, in my mind, ran its course. And I just couldn't take it anymore. The, the, the long interviews and uh, just, uh, politically correct, too much, too much. But anyway, they vilified this Baba Booey on his first pitch. Baba Booey was a Mets fan. And he got to go to Shea Stadium and Artie Lang was a comic that was on the show and was so witty and so fast. And I'm not kidding you. They did days uh, and hours of material leading up to and, of course, after the first pitch. Go on YouTube. Bad first pitches or whatever. Um, there's been some bad ones, man. But I just, I just, I put him at the, probably at the top. It was so wide, and he, he practiced, and he just got himself so worked up. And when you're on a radio show like that, and they devote so many hours to busting your balls so bad, it puts so much pressure on you. I remember him saying he lived in Connecticut. He would travel in to the city, commute in, and he said that his wife was like, "What is the big deal? I don't get it." He goes, "You don't get it." I'm a man, I'm a dad, I'm a father, I'm a husband. I should be able to throw a ball. You know, you don't get, she's like, I don't get it. It's a first big deal. So if you bounce it, so what? So if you throw it wide, so what? He's like, you don't understand. And especially on a show where they're going to bust your ball so bad. So, so these guys, Pat and Aaron, did a very nice job in promoting it and talking it up. They had Doug Wechter, a former pitcher, on and he, it was just, it was good stuff. And then the father, the father is, uh, wants to be involved. He used to be in radio, Jake Jacobson. And, and he got his glove out and he was going to want to be on the field. He was on the field taking video. His mom was there. Pat's wife, very, very nice. I got to meet her. Everybody was nice. And it was just, it was cool to see. And there's a lot of, pr there is pressure on you. I don't care what you say. I've thrown that first pitches where there's hardly anybody. Now, there was one, uh, I did one at a Clearwater, Florida State League. That was A-ball. It still is A-ball. It used to be high A-ball. And a friend of mine, Roxanne Wilder, was working. I used to work with Roxanne. We were good friends. And she worked at Channel 10, the CBS affiliate. And she was there doing some type of feature. And she shot it. I mean, she didn't. Her camera person did. And I was just like, dang. And there was a former mayor of Clearwater that was also throwing up the first pitch with me and he had pull at the stadium he's like hey I got a I got a I got a whole bucket of balls we're going to throw underneath uh, we're going to warm up I was like great because I was so cocky the first pitch I ever threw out first pitch 
I was a TV anchor and all that jazz, and it was at this Saladino High School Baseball Tournament in Tampa. A very, very, very good high school baseball tournament. They had a lot of former pros that used to play in it, stopped by, all that jazz. They, Bertha, his ex, his wife that had passed, his late wife, and Tony Saladino, oh, they were good people. And he asked me to throw the first pitch. I'm like, oh, pfft. I mean, I'm throwing nine innings on Sundays or seven innings. I throw during the week. I throw. I was like, you know, in fantastic shape, throwing nine innings, hardball. I'm like, I don't need to warm up. You know, I'm going to throw kind of hard. And sure enough, it, I, it, it bounced it. And I, it was kind of like if it was a hit, it was I pulled it throwing. And I realized after that, like, don't be so cocky. You know, you think, yo, just because you throw. And I was like, I couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe I bounced it. I got in my car and it was bothering me driving all the way home. I said, if I ever do that again, I'm going to try to warm up a little bit. Not going to do that again. You know, it's cocky. Cocky. It's good to be confident. It's not good to be just damn cocky. I don't know. You got to be. I like confidence. I remember. I'll tell you a little story. So after I was not renewed at Bay News 9 after 18 years and I'm out, what am I going to do now? And my wife still does works part-time. She got like four part-time jobs and she works at Home Shopping Network, HSN. I'm sure you know about Home Shopping Network. These ladies, all I, maybe there's men too, but you know, they watch and they'll, 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 jump on the phone and they'll buy products they have hosts so what they do is they'll have people that it's their product that they sell and then they will have a host that is with them and they talk it up with them and they converse with them and they try to make it entertaining and all that so me being a talk show host for years uh hosting a live tv sports show for so many years you know, and I'm in the 20 range. I'm like, Pfft. and she's like, I think I can get you an audition. And I'm like, that'd be great. And so I watched Home Shopping Network a couple of times, not long. And I was, I'll admit it now, I was cocky. I'm like, oh, I, I'm a good ad libber. I did live TV for 18 years straight. You know, I can off the cuff, no problem, no problem. Oh, it's going to be a piece of cake. So, I get my audition time. I go there with all different uh, people from all different walks of life. There must have been about, I don't know, 20 of us. And I had my time. And some people are talking. Others aren't. And we're all sitting around at these desks. And I just remember like, oh, I'm going to, I'm probably the only one here that has 25 years of live TV and radio. Like, pff, these people don't can't do what I did. And... We waited, you wait, you wait, you wait. And they ask you to bring something that you're going to pitch. I'm trying to remember what it was. I didn't put much thought and effort into it. I just was so cocky and thought that I would ace this thing. And they're going to ask me to come back. And as we were getting out there and walking out there, I started, I was getting a little nervous. I was getting nervous. And I was nervous. And I started out and I did it and it was, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't. 
<laughs> and it was like, okay, thank you. That was it. That was it. I was like walking out of there like I sucked. I ate a bag of I sucked. I did not do good. What the hell? What the hell? And my wife was pretty good and she talked to the guy and he said, no, he didn't do bad. No, we, we might have him back again, maybe for another audition. What he's got to do is he's got to watch a little bit more and he's got to do this a little bit more. And you know what? In the end, it's not my thing. I'm not a good salesman. It's different hosting shows than it is. That's sales. And it's, I just, and I was like, that was that. But it doesn't, but I was just thinking like you can't, it's just like same thing with the first pitch. Just because I pitched in leagues at that time, you uh, you, you don't want to be embarrassed. You know, there's a couple of different things that I've done over the years that I thought that I would be able to ace. You know what? You know what the other key is too. Like I said, when I did that home shopping thing, or like saying throwing a first pitch, I didn't warm up. Now the day that I had, I warmed up underneath the stadium in Clearwater with a bucket of balls throwing it into a net I must have threw 30 pitches and when I wound up on that mound in Clearwater that ball just it felt real clean out of my hand and nice into the catcher the A ball catcher and it felt nice it felt good I had to follow through and everything because I warmed up Again, you got to do your preparation no matter how small of a thing it is. If I ever did get another shot at home shopping, and that's okay. That, 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 that ship has sailed, and that's fine. But I would sure study it a lot more and be more prepared. You know, winging should be when you have no choice to wing. Okay? Yeah. I'll give you another example. For the last couple of years, although it's been now two seasons that I have not filled in on the big, big board, the big uh, scoreboard at Amelie Arena for the NHL Tampa Bay Lightning games. J.P. Peterson has done that for about five years now. And so I filled in for two seasons, not many, four or five times a year, you know, and it's live. You're in front of 20,000 fans. It's live. You can't make mistakes because you can't go back. I Again, I still like live. I like live better than live to tape. But, you uh, you know, I was doing it. And so I hadn't done it. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get the call this year. I was waiting a little bit. And then I just didn't, I was busy with football and other things. I really wasn't going to many lightning games. So when I did go to a couple of lightning games towards the end of the season, I watched what JP did in between the periods, doing highlights, and I had out my phone to the NHL app because you got to do highlights. They'll just say, like, uh, in the Rangers game, the third goal, in the uh, Avalanche game, second goal, and then a save by a so-and-so goalie in the, uh, the, the Nashville game, and, like, that's it. And you got to you look it up, and it's all done quick. But when you do it all the time, now – when I was filling in on lightning games, I was also doing talk radio during the day, talking for three, four hours straight. And what I just noticed 
is when I was pretending. I wasn't talking out loud. I'm in the press box and at the lightning game, but I was just like kind of myself watching, following along with the script and like kind of like just, you know, doing it as if I was doing it. I was like, whew, I'm getting a little winded because I haven't been practicing. I'm not doing daily talk radio. When you do it, three, four hours every day, you're used to it. And I made a mental note. I got to start reading and talking for a little stretch. You know, this is nothing. This is this is a once a week podcast, an hour, 45, 50 minutes with a guest, you know, so I do want to get back to that. And I will get back to that. We're all set. Next time I talk to you, let's see, next time I talk to you close, will, I, will we be in the house? We got the closing. We got a house. Can't wait. We've been living at my in-laws. Thank you very much, Richard and Nanny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it, but it's time and it's going to be, it takes, you know, you got to move all your stuff in, stuff that you don't want, getting everything situated, but it's going to be fun. I got to do some yard work. The current owners, you know, and I understand they got a little baby and they, there's, there's quite a bit of stuff that I got to, I got, I got to tackle on. It's getting nice and hot, Ugh. but anyway, I can't wait. So maybe, and I am going to fix up my room as a studio. I'm getting a lot of, you know, one gentleman, nice guy that I met just through online. And he wanted me to do something, but I don't know if it's going to be a fit on his little network. I don't know if it's going to be a fit. He's, he's a big Eagles fan. I just don't know. Coming out of Tampa, I just don't know. But he's a really, really nice guy. But I'm learning. There's so much to this on what systems, what to use, what format, what works good. How do you set everything up? What if I get calls to be on these shows and different shows and radio shows? So I need my friends that are tech savvy to help a brother out. I've been helping bringing on guests and people on my shows for years. And you know what? I need the favor back. Help me out, you peeps. And I got a couple peeps that are tech savvy and will help me out, which is kind of cool. So that's what it's about, man. Do your best. So my, th oh, oh, and that's the thing about Pat. Oh, oh, I wanted to bring up. So Pat Donovan, when he mentioned there, he, he did the thing, I can't talk. That was, that was the thing he was going to do. I, I can't talk after the game. <laughs> did you hear me? I'm like, no, every pitcher, every starting pitcher has to wait and has to meet the media at his locker. That's the thing about starting pitching, a little behind the scenes you might not be aware of. A starting pitcher in Major League Baseball rarely, if ever, goes the full, complete nine innings. What's a good quality start? Six innings? All right, let's say a pitcher goes six and two-thirds. Nice. Now here comes the middle reliever. All right, that pitcher's done. That pitcher is not going back in the game, can't. He's not going to play a position. He's done. So he can he can go go and what's he gonna do? Sit on the now now if you stunk it up and you got lit up in the third inning or you couldn't get an out and you're taken out, the last thing that pitcher wants to do is wait until the end of a nine inning game to answer questions from Yahoo Media. Most that have never played the game on what went wrong. And they do it. They're professional. It's that's how it goes. People want to know what happened. Was your curveball not not breaking? Were you getting behind in the count? Did you not feel it? Was there something wrong? 
Were they just on you? Were you tipping pitches? What's the deal? That's part of being in the big leagues. And so they'll take their shower and then they will wait until after a game and then go to their locker and then media comes in and asks them questions. So I didn't let Donovan off. I didn't let my man Pat. No, 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 no. Starting pitcher. And so he, we, we had fun. But I forgot. I said, were you ever as nervous for this or as antsy or, you know. And he said, I filled in for Paul Porter. Paul Porter is the arena voice for the Tampa Bay Lightning and for the Orlando Magic. He has been doing it for over 30-some years, driving from Tampa to Orlando. He's gone through cars like you wouldn't believe and tires. I don't know how he does it. And that drive to on I-4, it's, it's so crowded now compared to when he first started doing it. I don't know how he still does He still does it. But he's the voice of the magic. He's the voice of the lightning. He's the voice of, uh, might be, he might do some USF stuff. But anyway, so once again, it looks like it's not that hard, right? Pat Donovan wanted to be a PA announcer. He filled in. And he, he, he one day he shadowed Paul Porter. Now, I wasn't there for when he debuted filling in. But I heard it, well, it can be challenging. It was challenging. And I understand. Like, when you haven't done it, it's different than what you do as a talk show host. Even though you look, oh, public address announcer. How hard is that? But everything's got to be coordinated. And again, when you're in the big leagues, when you're in the NHL, when you're in an arena with 20,000, 19,800 fans, and it's live, and there's a lot of hockey fans there, you can't screw up names and numbers, and it's live, you're, you're, you're shitting bricks. When I did it, when I did it my first time at the Lightning game, and here I had 20 some years of live TV experience, I was so nervous and you hear the sound the the intro music coming and I was like my heart's pounding like whoa man whoa 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 but you know what I don't think that'll ever go away you know somebody a veteran once told me you need 100 shows in in the books to feel comfortable and damn it if that guy wasn't True, 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 true. At about 100 live shows, TV shows, whatever, boom. The other thing is when you fill in, say you get a fill-in on a radio show, you're only filling in for two hours, three hours, one time. You can kick some ass. You can have a couple of great guests, not a lot. You can have your topics. You can come out firing with your monologue. You can get, you can fire it up, man. But it's only just two or three hours. Then you're done. Come back the next day. Come back the next day. Come back the day when you're tired and you got a hundred and two fever. Come back when you've had a fight argument with your wife. Come back when your kid is uh, hurting. Come back when uh, you're 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 in pain. Come back when you're tired as heck. Come back when you're hungover. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But when you just fill in for one day, you can look like a star. And you know what? I'm I'm waiting for that opportunity. I am waiting for that opportunity. But anyway, all right, listen, guys. Pat and Aaron, good job, guys. Good good first pitch. Um, and Xavier Scruggs, you're going to be a superstar in this business. Humble, humble, polite, gentleman. 
nice guy, well-spoken, well-rounded. Thank you very much for doing the Rock Stops Here podcast. All right, guys. Hey, let me know what you think. You know, you can catch me on my socials, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Real Rock Riley. I'm on Facebook at Rock Riley, just Rock Riley. And, uh, you know, you can message me. Uh, and do, what do you think? Did you like the little extra, like the little uh, walk and talk or doing stuff out in the field, non-scripted, just going with the flow? You know what I'm saying? Should I do a little bit more of that here or there? I planned on doing that one whole segment, but I didn't take into effect that, oh, there's going to be a national anthem. Oh, I can't find Donovan. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate you subscribing to this podcast. Hit the subscribe button. It's that easy. And I'm going to be bringing on a new sponsor. Excited about that. He's a good man. So, things are looking up. All righty. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday on The Rock Stops Here.